Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Thanks a lot for tuning in this afternoon. Reed Wilkins filling in for Bob Stoffer. Of course, he's in Europe with the Oilers, but he uh, will join us again for a hit tomorrow, likely around 12.15. I will have uh, inside sports tonight. We'll have a little more on the Oilers and the National Hockey League. We'll uh, start setting up the Eskimos game against the Rough Riders. Uh, the U of A Golden Bears are going to uh, Colorado to play a couple of games. We'll touch on that, so that'll be fun. I look forward to joining you from 6 to 8. Oilers now presented by Digitex, trusted by 630 Chad. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more Digitex. Text.ca. Brendan Escott, the producer of the show. Uh, you're going to like this one, buddy. I know you're just getting to know me and Bob and uh, all the crazy personalities here at 630 Chad. But this texture says, Reed, can you tell us a tree planting story from the 1980s or a story about playing one year of bantam rep hockey so that it seems like Bob is still around? Oh, my. Uh, on a more serious note... When I'm talking to Alan here, can you double-check this? Because I want to get back to this texture, Brendan. I think you remember this last week. Uh, a texture is uh, asking what day I had Braden Pelche's parents on Inside Sports. I think it was Thursday or Friday. If you can double-check the uh, the audio log. Uh, that story, quickly, if you missed it, uh, Braden uh, Pelche, a, a young uh, a six-year-old, obviously young, a six-year-old from uh, Sturgeon County, who uh, suffered a stroke. And I, I heard about the story, and, and the parents were willing to share their experience. And uh, they, like me, wanted to get the story out there because before it happened and before I, I heard about them and talked to them, I, I had no idea a six-year-old uh, could, could have a stroke. Uh, and, and he did show a lot of the classic signs, if you want to call them that, of, of having a stroke. Luckily, he is... Uh, is uh, recovering. He's uh, you know not not playing hockey right now, and he's going to have to miss some school. But 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 he is starting to get a little better. So all the best to uh, Braden. I'm going to keep in touch with him and his parents for sure. Okay, uh, NHL rolling along here. Lots of games tonight, but uh, last night the Capitals raised their banner in style. On now Tordovetchkin behind the net through Oshie, and into the right corner for Nick Baxter. 
Back to cross ice. Ovechkin shoots and scores. Caps inside the offensive zone. The Bruins will clear it here. The chant is back to back. Exactly. They got a little road to go yet before that, but it's they're off to a great people. start. Far wing over Burakovsky, out for Stevenson at center. The lead is to Weller behind the D and shoots, scores! Tiger sighting is Eller. Gets the goal to make it 7 nothing. Washington. What a drive to the net. Smith Pelly protects high slot. Eller with a drive and it's blocked. And behind the play, it's Eller. And Marchand grabs him, and he's slugging right hands away. Marchand giving away some size. Eller at 6'3". Marchand going about 5'9". And Marchand just flattened him with a right hand at the bottom of the left-wing circle. So, you know, we broadcast Oilers games on Chet, so we have access to all the other radio calls from around the league. So this may not surprise you, the uh, Washington... Uh, the Washington media team posted all those goals on the back-to-back chant. I had to go into the uh, Boston feed to get the Marshawn Eller fight as we bring in Alan May from NBC Sports Washington. Alan, you're on with Reed this week. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, especially after last night. What what an epic uh, season opener and Stanley Cup defense opener. It was uh, couldn't have been scripted any better for the hometown crowd. It was absolutely electric uh, all day long, from 9 a.m. in the morning till. We got off the air last night around midnight. It was, it was absolute pandemonium in D.C. Well, that's uh, that's great to hear. I mean, there's always that concern about a Stanley Cup hangover. Uh, you know, even even if it's only for the first game or the first few shifts of the first game, because you come out with the banner, you get to parade the cup around uh, uh, one more time and all that kind of stuff. But the the Capitals uh, clear, clear uh, clearly dealing with the expectations of uh, of being the cup champs and maybe even having a bigger bullseye on them than they they usually had. They clearly dealt with that uh, well last night. Did you get that sense from the team? You know, the last few preseason games leading up to it, Alan, or what was uh, that vibe like? Well, there there was nothing in the preseason because it, it's so unwatchable nowadays. Because it's, uh, there's hardly a hit. There's you know the first game we maybe had five guys and it was five part timers, five NHL part timers that were in the lineup, and it, it was it was awful to watch. And then last night, I don't know how they put it together so fast. But then again, the league guaranteed them a victory by scheduling the Bruins, who the Caps have beat, beaten thirteen times in a row, and. Braden Holpe has so many shutouts against the Bruins, it's more than some guys have in a career. Uh, but they came out last night, and they were fired up. And that was a, it was a long ceremony. It, it was absolutely amazing, all the thought that went into it for a team that's never won anything, that, uh, you know, the, the, the staff behind the scenes that set everything up, the video montage to, to get the fans into the game. Uh, and then the players were out there a long time, and – Man, they came out. It didn't take them long, and they were just pounding the Bruins into submission. And it really could have been five or six to nothing in the first period. And I, I was flabbergasted watching that game last night. Yeah, well, yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, I was watching the two All Canadian. Uh, NHL matchups and, and flipping over to the uh, Yankees A's game as well. So I was just seeing that game on the ticker and I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. They're, they're, I mean, I'll throw this one at you. Maybe it's one of those that's hard to explain. Like 13 in a row over any team is is pretty hard to do. And Boston's been good most of that time themselves. What What's the secret against the Bruins for the Caps? Well, I think one thing is they go after Chara. They don't hide from him. They don't let him use a stick. They make him turn and go in the corners. They put the puck in his feet. They force. They get him tired. He he falls down a lot when he's playing against the Capitals. And then 
Tuka Rapp is 1-11-5 and five against the Capitals. His contract should say, I don't play against the Washington Capitals under any circumstance because they absolutely dominate him. They just annihilate him every time. And they somehow they're in his head. You never know. Maybe they play in the playoffs uh, this year and, and Tuka gets four shutouts in a row. But, man, they, they, they own them in every different aspect of the game. They, they, last night, you know, the Bruins have been – so much faster than they were two years ago. Two years ago, they were one of the slowest teams in the NHL, in my opinion. They added all these youthful players. They played the game fast, but the Caps got away from pressure every time last night. They, they, they split the Bruins' defense, and I mean the five-man package that was on the ice, opened them up, and they just passed the puck wherever they wanted to. And the puck, it, it, was, it looked like an adult, you know, an NHL team playing against a youth hockey team last night because they dominate them all the way around. Bruins really only had one shift where they had the Caps hemmed, and it wasn't much of a shift when you, when I look at it because they didn't get any scoring chances. They just kept them the puck in the zone for maybe 30 seconds, and that was about it. But usually it was in and out. As fast as they went in, the Caps moved the puck out and were down the ice getting straight scoring chances. Alan May joining us from NBC Sports Washington. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of storylines here for the Capitals over the last couple of days. Um, in that in that game, Eller makes it seven nothing. Uh, you know, he's obviously happy to score, and then uh, Marchand comes out a few minutes later, and uh, and they go at it. And Alan, uh, you know, you were a guy in your career. You. You made a few trips to the penalty box, uh, so you knew sometimes there were things that had to be taken care of. You know, from, from your view of that, you know, and it, 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 it involves a player who, um, you know, is quite unpopular in every other city outside of Boston. <laughs> That's Marchand because of some of his antics. You know, how, how do you look at how all that developed? Well, I, I look at, you know, the, the league is going to ha- see how hypocritical they are with their, their rulings right off the bat. Tom Wilson gets 20 games for a hit that we see all the time, and I get he's a repeat offender with the big hits. Uh, and it came down harder. I expected probably a 10-game or a 12-game, or the 20 kind of blew me away, but he got, he got a suspension. He's, you know, he's going to appeal it. Uh, and then Marshawn basically admitted after the game that it was premeditated his attack on Eller. I fault Eller, uh, but he's a player that doesn't fight. It'd be like Connor McDavid. Marshawn drops the gloves with McDavid, and McDavid, you know, instinctively as a non-fighter would drop his gloves and Eller got, his, got, it, got it handed to him. But I, I think the reasoning and the excuse by Marshawn is absolute BS. And the next time the Caps play, I hope Tom Wilson is playing. I haven't even looked at the schedules to, and memorized it yet. But if I'm Tom Wilson, I go out there and grab him. And after the game, I say, I didn't like the way he celebrated his shift, his last shift. I didn't like the way he slammed the door on the bench and beats the living daylights out of him. And if that's if the league's not going to do anything about that now, and I and I was a guy that fought all the time, and you know I, I love the old style of hockey, and I still do, and I miss it. But you know if, if they're trying to clean up the game, they're trying to police it, and people won't like this. Uh, I, I think it's hypocritical that they let them get away with that because I look at it now as a premeditated attack, and it, you know if Evans and other fans saw someone do that to McDavid or one of their other top players, even Nugent Hopkins, uh, it, it's garbage and. You know, you can't retaliate and do things anymore because the league comes down on you supposedly. But I really think that the Caps need to hold the NHL's Department of Player Safety accountable. Uh, and no one has been able to do that because it's the most inconsistent ruling body in all of sports. 
Well, I'll give you that. There are there are some suspensions that leave you uh, scratching your head sometimes. I, I I gotta ask you to follow up on something you said though, well, and like you said with the Wilson hit on uh, Sunquist, that we see those types of hits all the time, and I'm kind of like. We see. I, I don't feel like we see, we see them all the time. I, I feel like they're they're trying to, to to take that out of the game, and we and we don't see those types of hits very often anymore. Like, no, am I, I watching different well, games? No, we're not. And if you go back and watch when players cut in the middle, and the impact now because you're not allowed to hook and use your stick and ride players out into the boards like Bob Stoffer wasn't Bantam and Midget. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you. you you know, the game, it was, in my opinion, it was safer because now you have, you know, intersection collisions where two cars are running the red light and they smoke each other. They T-bone each other. And that's how hits are nowadays. But if you go back and look at the video, Sunquist cuts into the middle with his head down. All of a sudden, he drops his head to shoot the puck. Meanwhile, the biggest, baddest hitter in the National Hockey League is back-checking, and we used to back-check the wide guy, not on the puck. And Wilson... It takes him up. Granted, Wilson did hit him in the head. I'm not going to deny that. Wilson got him. The visor cut, I think, Sunquist in three different places. But the video that I've seen, I've seen extra video as well, Sunquist drops his head. And, and it, to me, it's like he, he put himself in a bad position. And But that's one of the things I'm seeing in the National Hockey League now is how many players put themselves in a bad spot to take a hit. They don't protect themselves enough near the board. You should never trust the enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought he put himself in a bad spot. Tom Wilson's 225 pounds. He's one of the fastest skaters on the Capitals. There's 225 pounds of, uh, of just absolute muscle. The guy is shredded. Uh, he flies on the ice. So the impact that he was hit with, it was there. Uh, the head goes into the elbow, but Tom didn't lift his elbow. It was inside the body. I'm not making excuses for him, but we do see these hits. Pretty much every game, there's at least one of those hits. Sometimes the guy gets up. Sometimes he doesn't get up. But we're going to see in the next week or two. We'll see that exact same hit. We'll see it this weekend, I think. And uh, we'll see if anything's done about it. All right. Well, it, it is going to be interesting to see how they handle uh, future situations like that one for sure. Uh, you know, Wilson himself. And look, I, I, I've been saying this the last couple of days, Alan. I, I think for me, the bigger issue with Wilson is if you're George Peros, aren't you sitting there saying, like, you again? What? When are you going to learn? You know, the big, the big thing with you saying that is George Peros came in to all the teams. I'm not sure if all the teams, but he came into the Capitals a few weeks ago and said, this is a good hit, this is a bad hit. And it totally contradicted in the meeting. The players walked out of it, and every single player said, we don't know what the hell is a good hit and a bad hit right now because there was no difference between a bunch of the hits that we saw. So, you know, I, I, I just think, you know, and I've heard, so I, I heard one of the worst segments of radio ever on Monday afternoon on NHL XM. And the two guys that were on there said, well, maybe we shouldn't have hits in, in the middle of the ice. Uh, it should be near the boards. Well, then you take the hitting out in the middle of the ice where two players collide, and then all of a sudden you got to be within, you know, what, one foot, two foot, three foot of the boards uh, for it to be a good hit. But the next thing you know, there's going to be a huge hit on the boards. Someone's going to get carried off on a stretcher, and then all of a sudden you shouldn't be hitting on the board. Uh, so... You know, the way the game is going, this is the cause and effect of rule changes by people that never played the game, by the suits making the rule changes. When they took out all of the obstruction, every single part of it, you couldn't slow down an attacking four checker for your defense partner. Uh, you couldn't ride guys up. So now it's their impact hits. They're not ride outs. They're not hook and hold and take the guy on the board. They could have made just two, two, two changes back then. 
the, the, the stick between the leg, the can opener, whatever you want to call it, that they could have said that's an automatic penalty every time you put the stick between a guy's legs. And, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, grabbing the stick, holding the stick, making sure you're enforcing it every time. Uh, but they over-rotated so much that it's, that it's made the game. This is where the game is sped up because you can't slow guys down, and there's so much impact. And a lot of times two guys end up just nailing each other that didn't intend to hit each other. So I, I just think that the cause and effect, not enough people look at that. Uh, look how fast Connor McDavid skates. If he cuts left instead of right sometimes, he skates himself right into a monster of a hit that a guy didn't even intend to hit him with. And uh, it, it, that's what we're seeing now with these high-impact hits because the players are so fast on the attack, sometimes they skate, they skate right into a hit that the player wasn't even intending to throw that body check in the first place. Alan, this this was great stuff. I I appreciate your perspective. Uh, obviously, the Capitals are going to be interesting to watch simply because they won it all last year, and uh, certainly it's going to be interesting to watch when Wilson uh, gets back into the lineup another 19 games from now. Hey, thanks for making time for us, man. Love having you on the show. Thanks for having me, as always. Good luck to you. That is Alan May checking in from NBC Sports Washington. Uh, you can get on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. You can text us on the Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. And uh, certainly Alan has some of you fired up with his comments. We'll get to those when we get back. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. And uh, we'll have Stoffer's chat with the Nuge in Sweden before we sign off Oilers now at 2 o'clock today. Reed Wilkins sitting in for Bob Stoffer. Thanks a lot for tuning in today. I uh, just want to catch up on some of the text to 630-630. We got a lot during and after the Alan May interview. Uh, I, I appreciate it if you sign a name or a handle to a text if, if you can. Uh, I'm more likely to read it, but uh, a couple uh, anonymous ones here. Uh, hey Lars Eller, don't celebrate like a donkey. Then you're six foot three. You can protect yourself. Don't celebrate and taunt, taunt the bench. If you can't defend yourself, you deserve the beating from Marchand. D Man says no problem with the Wilson hit. No problem with the Marchand fight. Learn how to play hockey and celebrate it. If Wilson hit on the shoulder and got the same result, uh, and if Eller ends his celebration in the corner, he doesn't get ten stitches. Ty says I've lost. All respect for Alan May. It's a brutally dirty hit that is suspended every time it happens. I'm happy the NHL threw the book at that goon Wilson. And another texter says, Alan May is still high off the Stanley Cup win. What a goof. Uh, It's the attacking player's speed that's the issue, not Wilson being a complete, well, blank. (laughs) 780-496-0063. We'll get a quick uh, minute here from Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Hey man. Hey. Uh, well, I've been I've been in in hockey well since birth pretty well. Uh, I've been a been a player player recruiter uh, and a coach for the past ten years. I worked for the Swan Valley Stampeders and the MJHL uh, as well as the Junior B Club in the Northeast. And the one observation that I made: a lot of callers come in and they were always talking about the NHL game, but let's talk about let's talk about Tier Two Junior. Let's talk about Junior B with all the rule changes that came in in the past. 10:15, like uh, no red line, no obstruction, holding the equipment's better. The speed is insane now, and what we don't talk about is we always talk about the mid ice hits in the NHL. And you put in perspective, these guys are trained 
almost every day of their lives to make hits and to avoid hits. Let's talk about the kids that aren't skilled enough to avoid hits and make hits properly. You know how many kids we've had to peel off the ice in the past five years and see knees bend backwards because the game is too fast for the skill level? And you know what? I don't know. The fans' attention span is way too way too short for the safety of the game because we keep making these we keep making these rule changes to accommodate the fans. But let's think about the players because you know what? There's a big number of kids that aren't even going to even make it close to the NHL because they're conked out the time they're done midgets, the time they're done tier two juniors. Because, well, Joe Smith can't watch a hockey game because he thinks it's too slow and he doesn't like a guy hooking a guy. So, but you know what? I'd rather see a guy get hooked than uh, than scrape another 16-year-old kid off the ice because he just got hit with a hit with a shoulder in the melon at 100 miles an hour. Chris, thanks for your perspective, man. Okay, thanks a lot, man. Take care. That is Chris at 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. We just had Alan May on the show. Some of you really fired about up about that. And, of course, some guests on Oilers now get gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown Northside, and also in Sherwood Park. Okay, Eileen Bell with the news, and then a uh, guy who knows a little bit about handing out discipline himself, Brian Burke. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.